Warning! This podcast is different from other podcasts. These episodes contain dangerous choices, perilous tangents, and unwavering silliness. The choices made on this podcast may lead to success or disaster. But remember, you are responsible because you choose to listen. Good luck. adventure brought to you by will smith's aladdin coming out summer 2019 oh my god i hope that this podcast comes out after aladdin comes out and nobody remembers that aladdin came out <laughs> tonight tonight uh, we have a very special treat for you a very spooky halloween special because i don't know when this <laughs> right, is coming right. out it might be halloween we're recording this in the middle of march uh-huh. so march ween we march ween march of terrors oh the ides of Bat people. Um, yeah, so March. what we're dicking around getting at is we're going to read a Goosebumps book. Fuck, yes. Uh, it's a it's a Give Yourself Goosebumps book um, by the incomparable Mr. Uh, Jovial Bob Stein. I, I, like, I know we're talking about high energy and wanting to go out with high energy, but, like, I... <laughs> I learned how to read with Goosebumps books. Like I think those those were absolutely the first chapter books I read, huh. um, and I can trace a lot of the things that I really love uh, back to Goosebumps. Maybe even like why I'm an English teacher. Um, wow. back, back to Goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah, Goosebumps was the shit. I think uh, I didn't get into Goosebumps until way later than a lot of kids did because I overestimated how scary they would be. I yeah. was in a similar boat of not wanting to really scare myself as a child, uh, mm-hmm. but for whatever reason, I bought like the first five Give Yourself Goosebumps books at a book fair when I was in uh, elementary school, nice. and <laughs> like that was just a fucking haul, because every single one of them has these holographic covers that are extremely yes. good. Yes. Uh, and I remember I lent one to my neighbor. And then a couple weeks later, we moved out of Chattanooga. I went back to that, my neighbor's house and I was like, hey, man, can you give me with that book that you borrowed back? And he was just like, I don't know what you're talking about. Bye. That piece of shit. Yeah, he was a real fucker. I took it because he knew he was going to miss you. He's going to be real sad if his friend Chris was moving. That's bullshit. That's a holographic cover. You don't steal that from a man. This is Give Yourself Goosebumps number three, Trapped in Batwing Hall. Reader beware, you choose the scare. Hell yeah. Beware, do not read this book from beginning to end. Making friends in your new town is harder than you thought. Chris. Your your, your tiny new town. The kids in your school are members of the horror club. They have their meetings after dark in Batwing Hall, a rundown house that's haunted by the ghost of Professor Krupnik. When the horror club decides to play a spooky game, you really want to join in. But then you find out you'll have to search the professor's cursed crypt in the cemetery or face an ancient mummy, a this witch, and a, a hungry werewolf. Spoiler alert, right? Like, this yeah. is way more than I need to know. We can start brainstorming solutions. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a lot of room to think outside the box in this Choose Your Own Adventure book. You're in control of this scary adventure. You decide what will happen, and you decide how terrifying the scares will be. Can I turn that down to a one? I'm not ready for it. Uh, Start on page one, then follow the instructions at the bottom of each page. I thought we'd decide. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, I decide to start on page 20. Fight yeah. me, R.L. Stein. And I will eat every page. How about that, R.L. Stein? <laughs> uh, if, you, if you decide to turn to page 7, uh, just tear it out of the book and eat it. <laughs> if you decide to turn to page 7, turn to page 9. <laughs> <laughs> if you thought that if you thought that this book was your friend, uh, drive a nail through the back of your own hand. If your mommy bought you this book, leave home. If you decide to turn to page six, play track four. <laughs> what CD you're asking? <laughs> you you know the glowing one. If you make the right ones, you'll have a really cool adventure. If you make the wrong ones, beware. With caps. So take a deep breath. Cross. No no no. This is still caps. So take a deep breath. Cross your fingers and turn to page one now to give, give yourself, yourself goosebumps. <laughs> this town stinks. It's Friday afternoon, the end of your first week at your new school. Your family just moved to this town last month, and so far no one at school has even tried to be your friend. It's actually called this town. It's this town, USA. Capital T, capital T. Day after day, you sit in class waiting for someone to talk to you, waiting and staring at all the strange faces around you. How can you possibly go through the year without any friends, you wonder? You don't try to talk to anyone else. No. But you're so mad that they don't talk to you. You're cool. You know you are. You had tons of friends at your old school. Tons. Yeah, I can't imagine why no one's talking to us. Yeah, <laughs> conceited prick. You trudge home slowly. All you have to look forward to is a boring weekend of watching TV with your parents and your bratty little brother. Then something hits the back of your jacket. It's a Tyrannosaurus. You're in the Swat Cats universe. I jump right into the chorus. That's my bad. No, that's good. That's a, that's a better bridge. place. I don't know music words. I jump right into the tuba. <laughs> <laughs> All the way. Feet first. You glance up and notice a brown-haired boy. About your own age. Hi, he calls out. I'm Nick. Hi, you reply and introduce yourself. We're in the same class at school, Nick says. That's funny, you think. You don't remember seeing him there. But you smile anyway. You're, ha you're so happy someone is finally talking to you. Oh, no. Us. Uh, I live there, Nick tells you. He points to a two-story greenhouse on the next block. You gaze back at him, shocked. But, but you can't live there, you exclaim. There's no way. That's where I live. <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> I'm your dad. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm turning into a plant in the basement. Oh. <laughs> I live next door, you tell him. You point to the red brick house next to the green one. Gross. The greenhouse has been empty all month. There haven't been any lights on. No cars in the driveway. Just ghost sounds coming out of the house. Full of ghosts. I keep hearing chainsaws and screaming. It's a different scream every night. I was on vacation with my family. We got back last night, Nick says. Well, so if Nick, if, okay, so if Nick's been on vacation for a month, mm -hmm. at the beginning of the year, that's irresponsible. No, no we moved mid-year. Our parents just uprooted us because oh, they hate us and they want okay. us to have no friends. Yeah. We had so many friends at our old school. So many yeah. friends. We were, we were so, so cool. cool. We, do you think we were cool because we bought everybody weed? I think we were cool because we punched a teacher. <laughs> That's why we had to move. <laughs> I think we were cool because we hit puberty the first. And like this voice yeah. we've been doing... That's our lowered voice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're really... Uh, we're captain of all the sports teams in middle school. Mm -hmm. Can you believe how much homework our teacher gave us this weekend? Nick complains. 
Having not been at school all week. Yeah. He gave, he gave me a month's worth of homework and said, quit taking vacations in the middle of the year. Your parents are the worst. I'm 22. All the kids who had Mr. McCormick last year say he's really tough and mean. A total monster. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. You agree. The next thing you know, you and Nick are comparing favorite rock groups and comic books. <gasps> Both of you collect Spider-Man comics. Nick has all the first issues from the last five years, too. I feel like Batman would have been more appropriate. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. it's Escape from Batwing Hall. Yeah. Trapped in Batwing Hall? Yeah, you can't get this book right. I can't. That's because the Choose Your Own Adventure books are so action-oriented. This one's like, oh, I'm a real victim. Yeah. Um, comics are cool, Nick says. But do you know what's even cooler? Sex. <laughs> <laughs> Jerk. Jerking it? Uh, <laughs> did I tell you how cool I am? Uh, my parents have a vibrating bed, and I just put my stuffed animals on and watch them wrestle. <laughs> so, sometimes, sometimes I stand in front of a window with the blinds down, but I pull my dick out. But the blinds are closed, so nobody can see it. But I, but I, I feel, I feel so dirty. Sometimes I lower the blinds down so that they're just covering the bottom half of the window. <laughs> and I'm still looking at people out on the street, but they can't see that I'm holding my dick. M uh, Mark, that's, that's how I blinds work in this universe. <laughs> <laughs> you can't live there. That's the house where blinds are upside down. It's <laughs> the anti-gravity <laughs> blinds house. Oh, no. Horror stories, Nick exclaims. What, you ask? What about horror stories? It's probably way too scary for you. Eat a dick, Nick. It's like it's like Goosebumps. Do you think the, the, the stories in the Goosebumps universe are scarier than the reality of the Goosebumps universe because they would need to be to sort of make it unusual? Yeah, right. Otherwise, it's just news stories, right? It's just like, yeah. today, uh, 16 kids were rolled up by a giant ball of green goop for the fourth yeah. time this week. Mm -hmm. uh, giant hamsters still eating everyone. Yeah. Uh, camera turns everybody into skeletons or mm -hmm, something. Mm -hmm. President That Creepy Doll spoke today. <laughs> Kid Learns to Fly, which is the book Mark read because he figured it would be the least scary one to start out with. Nothing's too scary for me, you boast. That's because you've never been to the Horror Club. Capital H, capital C. Nick says, you've got to be really brave to be a member. When we meet, we tell spooky stories. Really scary. This is so elementary school. It's so and on meta, point. though, and pretty meta, right? Because like, let me that too. Who has the new Goosebumps book? Let's go read it at, at, at in the bushes during recess, where teachers can't find us. Mm -hmm. Cool, you reply. I love scary stories. Can I join? If you think you can handle it, Nick says. We meet every Friday night at Batwing Hall. That's the deserted house at the dead end of our street. It was old Professor Krupnik's house. Uh, what time do you think is night for these kids? Seven? Seven thirty? Six thirty. It's got to be after dinner. This is any town USA. No, this is this town USA. Yeah, sorry. Well, this, this is this town. This it's USA. definitely this town. I don't know if yeah. it's in the USA. So far, there's two towns. There's this town, and there's your old town. Mm -hmm. There's three houses: the red one, the green one, and the haunted one. Yep, it's at the dead end of the street. So we, there's a street, and there's a school. So we're really fleshing it out. Some of the scariest stories I've ever heard. Happened in Batwing Hall. Like what? Like the story of the kids on Halloween night, Nick says. They were all dressed up, trick-or-treating. They rang Krupnik's doorbell. A figure dressed in all black answered, and the 
kids were invited inside, only they never came out. Because they didn't accept the invitation and right, therefore they, never uh, entered. And so yeah. logically, they never... Anyway. What happened? <laughs> what you happened? Ask breathlessly. <laughs> you asked breathlessly? Uh, nobody knows, Nick replies. But late at night, you can still hear the kids' screams. Horrible screams. And when the moon is full, some people say they've seen little creatures in monster costumes roaming about inside the house. Trapped. Forever. Wow, great story, you say. There are exclamation <laughs> points in the book, Ian. Oh, Wow! Great story! I just didn't want to come across as sarcastic. Like, our character is deeply impressed by this Nick guy. That's a good point. Yeah, he wants to his, his um, approval. Yeah. But I thought we were cool, so... Well, no, we used to be cool back in Old Town. Now we're desperate. Right. The way middle schoolers get cool is by hooking up with people who are already cool, taking all of their cool, and then making those kids move to another city. Uh, one time in middle school, we were, I was riding on the bus, and uh, a girl asked me if I had my V card, and I didn't know what it was, so I wanted to be cool like I was in the club. So I was like, oh, yeah, you bet. Mm. And then everyone laughed mm -hmm. because I was still a virgin. <laughs> Baby Chris is like, I've got two. I'm like, what? That doesn't <laughs> <laughs> I've even got my brother's V card. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. My mom holds on to him, though, because I don't have, I have a Velcro <laughs> wallet, but I'm not allowed to keep anything in it. We meet tonight. Do you want to come? The horror club sounds great, you tell Nick. Count me in. I'll meet you in front of your house at 9 o'clock tonight, Nick says. Uh, at 9 o'clock, you join Nick under the elm tree in your front yard. A skinny, fidgety girl with messy, long, dark hair waits with Nick. This is Debbie. Opioid crisis has already started. Hi, <laughs> Debbie says. <laughs> You can barely see her face under all her thick hair. It's like in her throat. You follow your new friends up the hill to the end of the long, dark street. The farther you go, the fewer houses there are. At the end of the road, all the streetlights are out. A huge, dark shadow looms at the end of the street. It's the mansion. You stop walking and gaze up at it. In the pitch black, I guess. No, fuck. All right, thanks, Arlstein. You got me. Nick shines his flashlight at the old house on the hill. <laughs> ah, you thought you got me, didn't you? R.L. Stein bamboozled ya. I should have never doubted this guy. He's a He's fucking master. master. Yeah. I'm a pro. Yeah. Batwing Hall is a two-story old-fashioned house. All the windows that aren't boarded up are broken. All the windows that aren't broken aren't windows. All the, all the non-windows that aren't non-windows are actually giant spiders. All the oh. screaming human faces begging for death are toothless. All the doorknobs are brass. All the doorknobs that aren't brass aren't doorknobs. What are we doing? Loose shingles flap from the roof. Paint peels from the weathered sides of the house. It looks as if no one has lived here for hundreds of years. This house has been empty for two years, Nick tells you. Ever since crazy old Professor Krupnik died. Well, it just got like way less impressive, right? Because previously we were assuming it had been empty for a hundred years. Well, we weren't listening because like we talked about Professor Krupnik earlier. We know he's not been dead for a hundred years. No one will buy it because it's haunted. Debbie exclaims. You notice she's chewing nervously at the ends of her long hair. Yuck. So real quick, what 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 is Debbie? What is Debbie? Is she a werewolf? What's I think here? she's uh, like an oogie boogie. She's full of uh, insects. Oh, is Debbie not cousin it? That might also be a thing. Is there a generic term for that? The front door was boarded up until we figured out how to pry it open. <laughs> Debbie says. She points to the large wooden door. 
Let's go. You take a step forward. Stop, Nick shouts. Get down now. If you do as Nick says, hurry to page 19. If you ignore him and head for the door, turn to page 85. Ah, man. This is actually kind of an intense choice because I feel like in Goosebumps, there are stakes if you fuck up. Yeah, Yeah, kids die. I feel like, uh, is Nick just fucking with us or is he have our, is he, has he got our back? He hasn't given us any reason to fuck with him. And even if he was fucking with us, like, it's your first time here. You don't have to be like the coolest guy. Like, get fucked with. That way everyone's like, oh, okay, he's cool, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the initiation. Now we've been initiated. Yeah. What is it? You what cry is it? as your body hits the ground. Oh, I thought you were doing a bit. Oh, no. Uh, just page 85 says that we tripped a burglar alarm and then the cops come. Oh, nice. We've got to be careful, Nick whispers. If anyone catches us going in the front door, we could be in big trouble. We're not really allowed in here. You nod and watch Debbie as she squirms and glances around nervously. I don't don't feel comfortable watching anybody squirm. Yeah, I'm getting uncomfortable with Debbie as a character right now. Yeah, and her closeness to us. She probably smells like uh, feet. You can't imagine how anyone could possibly see you in the darkness, but you figure Nick and Debbie know what they're doing. Which is meth. (laughs) <laughs> right. They are tweaking hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you stand and follow Nick and Debbie across the porch, keeping as quiet as possible. You pull off the broken boards on the front door. Then you enter a big, dimly lit living room. Dirty sheets cover what appear to be old sofas and chairs. And then you see them! The chairs? Exclamation point. No, like legitimate cliffhanger, sort of like building dread. It's the monsters! Four kids sit in a circle on the living room floor. A big yellow candle flickers in the center. They all turn and stare at you. No one seems happy to see you. (laughs) You stand awkwardly as Nick introduces you and says, This is our newest member. He was really cool in his last town. What are you talking about? Cries a girl with short curly red hair. She glares at you. I've brought a new member to the horror club, Nick repeats. Not today exclaims a large boy with bulging arm muscles. Didn't anyone tell you? Asks another girl. Tonight's the special night. We've got to get that kid out of here. We're not telling stories tonight. The plan has changed. They are going to do meth. They're definitely doing meth, right? Or summoning a demon? Yeah, probably meth. Nick and Debbie quickly leave your side and huddle together with the other kids. You can hear them arguing, arguing about you. For one fleeting moment, you feel important. And important is the next best thing to cool. Right. It being hated is better than not being noticed. Then one voice rises above the others. But today is game day. You know what that means. I don't. You suddenly call out. Surprising no one. It works. All kids stop arguing. All, all six kids stop arguing. The girl with the red hair steps towards you. Marcy, she tells you. There are no stories tonight. We're playing games instead, but new members can't play. It's the rule. These aren't ordinary games, warns the boy with the large muscles. These games are scary, really scary. The scarier, the better, you announce bravely. This starts another argument. Some kids want you to stay and play. Others want you to leave. Debbie hurries over to your side. Through her mane of hair, dark hair, she whispers, Go home. Go home now. But in that moment, Marcy announces, It's decided. 
can stay and play games with us. Page 66. This got really weird and sort of dark, and they're all ghosts. Yeah, they're a bunch of dead kids, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I am actually kind of forgetting that I'm supposed to be like making goofs on this book because I'm like, oh shit, what's going on? Yeah, dude, this is like a legit book. We got good characters. We got good characters. The game is called The Hunt, Marcy tells you. I am captain of the blue team. Nick is captain of the red team. The Hunt is what we call Halo Combat Evolved. That's right. We only play Blood Gulch and we only play with snipers. Snipers and pistols only. You watch as Nick picks Debbie and a skinny boy named Connor to be on his team. Connor has short, bristly hair and a very strange smell. As Connor walks by, you decide he smells as if he's been lying in a dumpster. For the blue team, Marcy chooses a beautiful... Hang on. Marcy chooses a beautiful girl with long blonde hair and green eyes. Her name is Laura. She smiles shyly at you. Marcy also picks the guy in the muscle shirt. I thought for a second that Marcy was going to pick ass some scabs on her face because of the drug use. <laughs> Boom, got her. Ha, hi, I'm Martin, the kid says, pounding you on the back. Welcome to the horror club. He laughs, then flexes his muscles. <laughs> he's a very one note character. He's, the, he's, he's got big muscles. Uh, you step back. Martin's arm is bigger than your whole body. Whoa, that's not the, what I was imagining. He's a thalidomide, baby. It's just a huge flipper. Is his is the rest of his body scaled the same way, or is it just like he's a person mm-hmm. with a person-sized muscle? Um, it's like those tyrants in Resident Evil. That's from two. It was a uh, Birkin, right? With a G virus. He had like yeah. an eyeball on his arm. There, that's <laughs> that's three on each team. Marcy announces. Our new member can join either one. Oh, weird. She turns to you. It's up to you. Which team will you join? I feel like I would remember a key choice from um, Give Yourself Goosebumps number one, where it's like at the carnival or whatever, where like it comes down to like you have to choose the red thing or the blue thing. Like that might be a common thread in these books. Oh, yeah. Let's review the information we have. Absolutely. Nick's our only friend. Uh Uh-huh. Debbie's the only person whose name we knew before we got here. Uh Uh-huh. And Connor seems like, what was Connor's deal? He has a very strange smell. Yeah. Maybe okay. that's a con. Uh, as a person who takes the subway regularly, let's get away from the guy with the smell. Yeah, that you're not desensitized to it? No. You think you'll get used to it, but you never do. So our other option is a beautiful girl with long yeah. blonde hair and green eyes. Who, who's the already m- sh- smiled shyly at us. So we're married. Muscly, muscly, muscly boy. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I, 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 look, any game children are playing, a guy with a working arm the size of other children... You gotta pick that guy's team, right? Yeah, but isn't this, isn't it like the all Madden team? Or isn't like Laura, Marcy, and Martin like the sort of cheat code team? Well, so I think it's gonna work out because uh, Laura and Martin are gonna just like run off and bone like two minutes in and like we're gonna be left picking up the slack. Sometimes some kids run off to bone and we're here Picking up the slack. In an uh, abandoned home. Nick, 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 and Debbie. <laughs> dead kids. Uh, spoilers. <laughs> it's definitely dead kids. Here's the thing. Remember when Marcy was like, a bitch to us for being new? Yeah, but she had a change of heart. Yeah, that's, gonna, that's, gonna, that's gotta be a curveball. It's like, okay. oh, Marcy sucks, but then like she'll turn out to be really nice. Welcome to the blue team, Marcy says with a smile. 
Glad you're on the team. Martin adds, he crushes your hand in a hearty handshake. Like literally, like your bones are broken now and you scream out in pain. Welcome to the horror club. He has a really good arm. You have an arm that doesn't work anymore. So what are we playing? He's like Jet Li's the one where he absorbs arms into himself by crushing them and adding those arms to his power. Like a a flesh Mega Man. (laughs) (laughs) Giant creepy arm. (laughs) He's probably dead too. (laughs) Martin Man. (laughs) Martin Man. (laughs) The game is called The Hunt, Laura tells you. What are we hunting for? Marcy's voice drops down to a croaking whisper. The creepiest, most terrifying things we can find, she says. Bugs. <laughs> we, we, vote, we, we vote on which team finds the scariest stuff, Martin explains. You follow your teammates outside. Marcy goes first. Her flashlight beam bounces around the overgrown yard, making weird yellow shadows. You begin scanning the yard, but Martin stops you. Not here, he says. You're the newest member. You have to pass the test. Test. You don't like the sound of that. We have those at school. Fuck fuck tests. You scream. (laughs) (laughs) You passed, Martin says. (laughs) Martin grins and points across the street. You go there. The cemetery. Super fighting robot. <laughs> cemetery. <laughs> they want you to search the cemetery all by yourself. You're about to say, no way, Jose. But then you figure that's just what they expect you to do. And it's racist. You'll, and weirdly and racist. Yeah. I mean, it rhymes, so congratulations. But, like, nobody here is named Jose, so. Great, you declare. I bet I'll find the winning object. You even kind of mean it. After all, if the game is won by finding the scariest stuff, then your teammates just handed you an easy score. What better place to look than a cemetery for religious iconography and I guess like pictures of dead babies? You could you could uh, maybe get a tombstone, right? Just like bring a whole tombstone back. Oh, look, you guys, I found all these flowers. Uh, no, you, you, sh- you should put those back. I found a crying woman. I brought you a crying woman. <laughs> This is just a wreath on an easel. I don't understand why it's on an easel. Check it out. This box has a dead guy in it. Uh, <laughs> Guys, I brought you back some grave soil and also a dead body. I brought you back some gravy. I just found a jar of <laughs> gravy in the cemetery. How weird is that? As you stumble over a lumpy grave, you Gross. feel something grab at your ankle. You yelp and jump back. It's Nick Phew. again. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just a gnarled root. Wait. In the hands of a corpse. Yeah, a gnarled root <laughs> grabbed you. That's yeah. fine. It's your dad. He made it out of the basement. Because he's a plant. <laughs> you feel something grab at your ankle. It couldn't be your fault. You never fuck up. Ever. Yeah, Ever. You didn't, you didn't trip. You're cool. You used to be cool. The world and has conspired against you. My old town, there were no gnarled roots. <laughs> there, well, there was one once, but uh, I made my dad dig it up. He's a contractor. He never came back. You carefully make your way toward a small building. There's just enough light for you to read the words Krupnik Crypt carved in the stone over the doorway. Here's your chance to impress your new friends. You know you will find something scary inside a crypt, but do you have the nerve to enter? The answer is Uh, yes, because this is not a decision point. Yeah, we're just just turning to the next Find out on page 69. 69. Nice page. I don't get it. Uh, it's the symbol for Pisces. Mm-hmm. 
it's, the it's like it's like a yin and yang kind of. Uh, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun astrological joke. Cool. Yeah, and you yeah. need the air horn sound effect for it. Yes. Yeah. You Astrology, know, okay. as we all know, is very exciting. Yeah. You approach the heavy stone door of the crypt. Wah, wah, wah. Sorry. <laughs> Instead of a doorknob, it has a thick iron ring. Chiseled into the stone above the ring are these words. Who turns the stone will grow bat bones. <laughs> Something about the meter of that is just terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's like somebody thought about making it cool, and then they're like, nah, we don't want it to be too confusing. Professor Krupnik... Uh, so you're sure you want that phrase carved <laughs> on the door? Yes. 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 Uh, who, uh, one more time. One more, read it back to me one more time. Uh, it must be precise. Read, read it, read it back uh, to me. Who, who turns the stone will grow bat bones. Yes, that's correct. Plural on the bones. More than one bone. What could that possibly mean, you wonder? A sudden movement draws your attention. Near the top of the crypt, you see a small hole. About your size. That's not how I ever think of holes. Just like compared to my body size, right? It's like, oh, cool. That's me size. I need to be up in that. While you watch, a tiny black bat flies out of the hole and flutters off into the night. Outrageous, you think. Maybe you can catch a bat inside the crypt. That would win the contest for sure. Do you think that bat must have turned to the stone or else it would just be like a floppy jelly mass right now that couldn't fly? Yeah, it needed the bones. Yeah. There's just a bunch of, like, bat worms on the ground desperately trying to turn the stone. <laughs> Turning the stone is the only source of bat bones. Yeah. Uh, Outlander, I am Kelchard, Bat Elder. <laughs> Please, with your hand, with your strong, strong hand. Please tie my children to your hands and then turn the stone, giving them bat bones. Magic is stupid. <laughs> don't, do, don't do it for me. Do it for my children. The bats. Actually, like, if you if you have jelly bats on the floor, you should definitely just get a jelly bat, right? Like, yeah, that'd be horrifying. What? That's gonna win. That's gonna win for sure. Oh, they'd be so cute. No, yeah, you're right. They'd be super adorbs. They wouldn't even have teeth, so they couldn't, like, no. uh, bite you? They're just gum stuff. You just rub their little bellies. I'll bet they'd look like if you put a kiwi in the microwave. And gave it I'm, eyes. Yeah, and gave yeah. it like googly eyes. And then like real floppy ears because it doesn't have good wings. Oh my God, you guys, they'd just be beanie babies. Oh, uh, what a jelly bat. Jelly bat's kind of a cute name. It jelly is, guys. Can we, do you want to stop doing podcasts to make money and instead get into genetic altering to create a jelly bat? I don't know which one of those things we're less likely to make money at. Yeah. Probably podcasting. Probably podcasting. <laughs> Jellybat could branch off into some kind of like topical ointment for disfigurements or something. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to try to genetically engineer bats and we're going to uh, accidentally arrive at a uh, miracle limb regrowth cure. Hey, Americans, it's me, Alex Jones, here to talk to you about jelly bats. It's me, Alex Bones. Alex Bones. Uh, they'll make your dick hard again. How will you get inside the crypt, you think? The door is covered with cobwebs. Obviously, it hasn't been opened in a long time. Maybe you could climb to the top of the crypt and crawl in through the hole that the bat came out of that you weirdly noticed is the same size as your body. Or maybe you should just try to pull the big stone door open. It might work. Which will you try? I feel like one of these things is probably going to make our bones a lot smaller. So yeah. that's not good. Or maybe we'll grow bat bones in the sense that we have, like, in addition to our regular bones, also some bat bones. So that could what work. If, yeah, we just sort of grow a bat skeleton on, our, on the front of our scalp. 
Oh like, God! Sort of sticking out under our bangs. Uh, <laughs> guys, I already turned to page nine. I forgot what the other page was. No, my vote is thirty-two because look, middle school is going to be tough enough with all our acne. You're telling me we're going to have bat bones all over our face? Fuck no. Well, we can hide the acne behind the bat bones. All right, all right. You push your arms and head into the hole and start to wiggle through. It's so dark inside, you can't see a thing. As soon as you get your shoulders through, you hear a sound that makes you freeze. Scrunk, scrunk! (laughs) It sounds as if something slimy is climbing up the wall toward you. That's not what that sounds like. No, it doesn't. (laughs) And now you hear another sound. A low moan. There's a moaning something climbing your way. Maybe this wasn't such a good idea. You try to wriggle back out, but discover you're stuck. Scrook, scrook! Help! You scream. Help! It's a weird feeling to be terrified and embarrassed at the same time as your pants fall down. You don't know which will be worse, for the moaning thing to get you or for your friends to come to the crypt and wind up staring right at your rear end. Wait, did we lose our pants? I think our butt is sticking outside of the thing. Yeah, so we're going to get our head ripped off by the moaning monster, but uh, also... But our butt can't survive. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And it's just going to have... It's going to be a closed casket funeral, because, like, you can't reconstruct that. Nobody wants to look at just legs. All right, so page nine, I think, was the Page other nine, yeah. Let's just walk through the door like an adult. Let's get bat bones like an adult. Slowly, slowly, the heavy stone door swings open. Holding your breath, you tiptoe inside. You see a large casket sitting on a stone platform in the middle of a dark room. Large casket, stone platform, dark room. Yikes! Something just grabbed at your hair. You brush it away and gasp. Scrunk, scrunk! (laughs) (laughs) A bat flutters off into the darkness, its fangs glinting in the moonlight. Maybe catching a bat isn't such a great idea, you decide. Coward. You quickly search the tomb for scary stuff to bring back to your teammates, but you find nothing except dust and cobwebs and a coffin with a dead body in it. <laughs> Dude, just get a bone. Yeah, grab that hand. Grab that hand. You probably already have a bone. Yeah. All the dead things. Yeah, but... you are a weird kid. <laughs> You're very cool. <laughs> you leave the tomb to rejoin your friends. There's only one problem. You don't see them anywhere. You're all alone. Just like you were yesterday before you met Nick. Yeah, well, at least you had your bratty brother and your parents who watch TV with you. Do you guys remember watching TV with your parents? Oh, yeah, for sure. We watched a lot of Star Trek Next Generation together. Mm. That's kind of rad. We watched mostly like the Fox Sunday evening lineup. We watched a lot of PBS NewsHour. Oh, no. With Jim Lehrer. With Jim Lehrer, yeah, and it used to be the McNeil Lehrer news hour, but then the McNeil guy died, I guess. You glance across the street at the mansion, but it's completely dark. Has everyone gone home? Another bat flies by, and you decide not to wait around. Three bats is your limit. (laughs) You race out of the cemetery and head for home. Later that night, you don't feel very well. Your shoulders ache, almost as if they were bat bones. Your shoulders ache and your fingers feel stiff. Maybe you're getting sick. You hope not. You don't want to miss soccer practice a sport that you've never expressed interest in. You're going to surprise you're gonna surprise your parents by staying after school without asking them and then making them leave their important job to come pick your dumb ass up because you couldn't think ahead to ask about soccer practice. Are you willing to accept a collect call from, it's me, Tommy, I went to soccer practice. <laughs> I'm a bat now. <laughs> I can't, I was going to be goalie, but they won't let a bat be goalie. They're making me be bat boy. They don't even have that in soccer. <laughs> I just fly around and pester people. 
You climb into bed and drift into a troubled sleep. When you awaken a few hours later, it's still dark, and you feel even worse. This is a lot like Spider-Man. I feel like that was foreshadowing. Yeah. As you get up, you notice that your hands seem to be very stiff. You glance down and see something dark between all your fingers. Oh, that happens when you turn, like, 12 or 13. Yeah. Your feet don't seem to be working very well, but somehow you make your way to the bathroom. You reach up to flip on the light, but the light switch isn't where it's supposed to be. Instead, it's three feet above you, and the bathroom mirror is even higher. He who you're, turns this stone will have a house that extends upward in height. Uh, you, your parents have pulled a mean trick on you. <laughs> they cut your legs off at the knees. <laughs> it builds character. I must be dreaming, you think. You climb up on the bathroom sink and stare into the mirror. The face gazing out at you from the mirror isn't your own. It's the small furry face of a... Wait. It's the furry face of a small hairy creature with a short nose, huge ears, and tiny white fangs. It's the face of a bat. Face of a bat. No, you scream. It comes out as a tiny squeak. This can't be real. You think, it's got to be a dream, right? You try to pinch yourself, but you can't work your bat fingers. That's a really good sentence. Yeah. You can't work your bat fingers. You think back over, over the last evening. You try to remember every detail. You hung out with your new friends at the horror club. There was a contest to find the scariest things. You got cursed to turn into a bat. You can't seem to place why you've turned into a bat. Uh, and then you remember something, something that sends a chill down your furry little back. Down your gross little bat back. You remember something and also really crave mosquitoes. You remember the Krupnik crypt and that the only living creature you saw was the bat that flew out of the tomb. With a gnawing fear, interesting descriptor, your <laughs> mind plays over the words carved into the crypt. Who turns the stone will grow bat bones. That must have been how this happened. You try frantically to remember everything about the crypt, any little detail that will help you. You remember that nothing was scary was in there. Uh, you picture the crypt and suddenly you recall that you'd left the stone door open. Maybe if you can turn the stone again, closing the door of the crypt. Oh, a redemption quest. You should be transformed back. Uh, or you could join the jelly bats on the floor. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll undo your bat bones, but you'll keep your bat body. Oh, no. Yeah, boy. <laughs> That's how the curse ends. That's how all the jelly bats happened. Yeah. It's a jelly bat. I'm picturing like, you know those marshmallow peeps? Uh-huh. If you sort of put like floppy ear looking things on the side of a marshmallow peep, spray painting it black. I just feel like it. any creature, it's like a mammal, but it has no bones. It just kind of seems like it's a bag of blood, you know? It's just kind of gross. Yeah. And like misplaced organs. Yeah. Muscles. Yeah. Muscles. But like the muscles just kind of atrophy, right? Because like without bones to attach to, like yeah, they can't get everything stronger yeah. or be used for anything. All muscles do is like squeeze bones. Oh, That's your muscles true. do is squeeze bones. Yeah, hey. I don't know how about muscles <laughs> or bones. So his goal is to go back and turn the crypt again with bat hands. Uh huh. With a last shuddering look at your new bat self, you <laughs> climb down from the sink. The bat sink. The, <laughs> then you crawl up the wall to your window ledge. From your new, shorter bat's eye view, the yard Ugh. below looks very far away. Jesus, we get it. Well, you've got wings. You know how to use them. You try flapping your wings, and the next thing you know, you're lifting up, up, out into the dark night air. It said dark night. Oh, hey. Oh, man, now we got to pay Hans Zimmer all that money to use the music we're going to use to underscore this. The wind rushes beneath your wings, and you soar higher and higher. 
you sneak a peek down at the yard below. Far below. Big mistake. For just a moment, you're so scared, you forget to flap your wings. Idiot. Like, he can never get along with other bats because they all have bat There's brains. A language barrier. And he has a human yeah. brain. Frantically, you begin flapping again and manage to level out. <laughs> flying isn't as easy as it looks, you realize. You try to turn to the right and find yourself flying upside down instead. Then you bump into the side of a tree. You fucking idiot. I remember in the Animorphs book when they were describing being a bat, it was, it was really easy. It was just like, you kind of just like reach out and grab some air. Like, it's basically like swimming. So I guess the takeaway is how much do we trust K.A. Applegate's knowledge of uh, the mechanics of animal flying over R.L. Stein's? I think K.A. Applegate has the research down because she's done so many more books about it. Mm-hmm. You're right, specifically about animals, yeah. whereas R.L. Stein's more of a generalist. And she gets into the animal's brains, you know, like she's there to tell mm-hmm. you what it's like to mm-hmm. be a bat. Now, That's there true. was a Goosebumps book called Go Eat Worms that does end with you being transformed into, I think, a butterfly. And then uh, you are about to be pinned onto a like a, a board. Um, mm. And that was very scary. That's how it ended? Uh, that was very scary to me, but I don't, I don't think I got into the mind of the butterfly. After some practice, you begin to get the hang of flying. Unfortunately, you made so many twists and turns while you were learning that you have no idea where you are. There's no sign of your backyard, and you don't recognize any of the houses. You were working so hard learning to fly, you didn't pay much attention to your bat hearing, but now you notice that it's excellent. It's not that bad. In in fact, it's so good that if you really concentrate, you can get a clear picture of things making sounds around you. Off to the right, you hear a big moth flapping its wings. You'd get real horny for that moth. You want to consume that bug ASAP. You turned to fly toward it so you can have your way with it, but now you're turned upside down, smacking into rocks. You idiot. You've forgotten how to fuck. (laughs) (laughs) The flapping sounds like soft clapping. Somehow, the sound gives you a complete image of the moth. Below you, the loud humming of a mosquito sounds like a jet taking off. Oops, it's a jet taking off. Uh Uh-oh. You're sucked into a jet turbine. (laughs) The The end. end. The goosebumps. This is pretty cool. Now your super sharp ears hear something more familiar, something that might help you figure out where you are. You turn toward the sound. You see a man and a woman walking a small dog in the early morning darkness. Oh my God, look at these options. (laughs) These are good options. If you ask the couple for help. Excuse me? (laughs) Yeah, with your bat mouth, I guess. Excuse me, I... I'm a little bit turned around. I haven't been a bat for very long, you see. I'm a boy. I, you see, I'm a boy and not a bat. If you kiss me, I'll turn back into a boy, probably. Won't you take my mixtape? Uh, so you can either ask this human couple with a dog for help, mm. or you can fly off on your own. We have got to ask them for help, right? A, because it's so insane. B, because the dog is, like, guaranteed to eat us. Yeah, let's and see the, how that, that ends. That gets us out yeah, of this book. That is a, 100% either they're going to kill us or that dog's going to kill yeah, us. Right. Like, yeah, either way, we wrap up this episode. You, uh, all <laughs> right, page 54, you swoop over to the couple. You're just about to ask them for help when the woman notices you. A bat, she shrieks. A bat, help! I'll help, you say, turning to find this bat. Right? Where? Let me add him. Her <laughs> scream is so loud, it scares you. You try to fly away, but you still don't have much control. Oh, you swoop in the wrong direction right into her long hair. Nailed it. Bats only go one place. (laughs) You're completely trapped. Your mouth is full of wiry hairs. This is like a classic uh, terrifying situation, but like told from their side. Yeah. And still terrifying. It's like like a Tucker and Dale versus evil, like the bat version. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not really a bat, you yell. But all that comes out is a squeak. The woman swats at you hard. Suddenly you're free. 
you flutter up away from the couple. From the top of a streetlight, you see a welcome sight. Your own house. Uh, you've had enough flying for one night. Warily, you flutter home. You swoop in through your open window and decide to try again in the morning. You wake up the next morning in your own bed feeling normal. Hmm. Well. We're a werebat now. Yeah, we only turn into a bat in the full moon. You count to three and force your eyes open. Hooray, no more bat wing. You're just a rat now. We did it. You can't see anything. You're blind. (laughs) You're a flightless little mole rat. You brush your human teeth, comb your human hair, and get dressed in human clothes. Whistling the whole time, using lips that bats don't have. You skip down the stairs and into the kitchen. How many pancakes this morning? Squeak! You say? (laughs) Your mom asks. Three! You tell her in your voice. You pour a ton of syrup on the stack and start to eat, but today the pancakes don't taste good. Oh, no. They're too soft and the syrup is too sweet. You can't help thinking they'd be better with beetles on them. Oh, no. We were cursed with an awareness of the ecological systems that uh, make up the world, and now we realize that there are more effective sources of protein. Oh, no. We were cursed with the awareness that pancakes are just shitty waffles. Yeah, they're like breakfast cakes, and they're not good enough to be dessert. Pancakes are just like parents got... Someone was like, I'm going to make waffles, and then they stood up and started mixing everything, and they were like, well... And maybe just pancakes. Like, if I just, if I just mix flour and water, that's breakfast, right? That's, yeah. That's breakfast. Mm, I think I'll eat later, you tell your mom. You stand and slip on a jacket. Oh, bam. <laughs> you crack your skull. Goose bum. Who made this fucking banana peel jacket? <laughs> yeah, this jacket is so slippery, and our corners of our table are so sharp. <laughs> you stand outside, and your skin feels like it's on fire. The sun's glare forces your eyes shut. You duck back inside, wondering what's wrong. Then you try going out again. The same thing happens. For some reason, you can't stand to be out in the sun. With growing horror, the answer comes to you. You're still a bat. What? What? That's gotta be it. Does it? You're in human form now. Mark, I think you were right when you said werebat. Bats, you remember, sleep during the day. They don't go out in the sun. Uh, You need some time to think. Um, Okay, you've got to get back to the Krupnik crypt right now. Luckily, your mom works on Saturday. That's not lucky for anybody, yo. (laughs) I was wondering why mom was letting us just go back to bed. Right, because it's not a school day. The second you hear the front door slam, you pull on a turtleneck, a heavy coat, gloves, dark glasses, and a hat. That should protect you from the sun. And enemy spies. Only it doesn't. You manage to get as far as the end of the driveway before your skin starts to blister? Not a bat trait. Not a bat trait. Hmm. Not how sun works, also. You'll have to wait until dark. That evening, you tell your parents you're going to a movie with a friend. They're, they're suspicious because you don't have any of those. <laughs> From the window in your room, you watch the sun sink below the horizon. As soon as it sets, you turn to leave for the mansion. But the floor has suddenly become very far away. Oh, no. You watch in horror as, like, uh, the howling happens to you, except with bats. And you hang your furry head and you realize the sad truth. You're a bat again. You don't want to spend the rest of your life as a bat. You've got to get to the crypt. You decide to fly because walking would be futile. (laughs) As cute as it would be. You don't know how to do that either with your stupid little bat legs. You definitely don't. Just waddling around. (laughs) You're just going to roll all the way to this house. Your sonar informs you that a large moth is fluttering in the trees just ahead. The thought of the moth makes your mouth water. You realize you're very, very hungry. 
I really wish they led with that, you know, like instead of traffic battling hall, it's you eat a moth. Right. Mo- <laughs> moth give taste. Give yourself goosebumps. Moth tasting. <laughs> <laughs> when you finished your mothy meal, you fly straight for the graveyard and the Krupnik crypt landing on the top of the open door. The door is bigger than you remembered. <sighs> Do you guys think Arl Stein ate a moth? And wrote the sort <laughs> of research. <Yeah. laughs> I just had a great idea for a book after eating that moth. I'm going to make a whole plot to lead up oh, wait, to that. So, Chris, you think he read the book as part of research. Mark, you think he just ate a moth. And then wrote, and then wrote a book. I think the moth-eating experience inspired the book. I think that's yeah. his excuse for writing this. <laughs> he was like, this can't have been for nothing. This can't have been for nothing. He's going to make it into a book one way or another. Kids need to know what I have done. It's got, it's got good <laughs> mouthfeel. It's got good presentation. It's got good texture. It's got great flapping. But <laughs> great flapping. it tastes like shit. The door is bigger than you remembered, but then you're a lot smaller. You drop to the ground and try pushing against it. It doesn't move, even an inch. You fly into it, but all that happens is you bruise your wings. What will you do? Then you think of your horror club team. Maybe you can get them to help you. But who should you ask first? Martin's the strongest. Laura's the friendliest. But Marcy seems the bravest. Uh, I remember there was one who was basically just like a giant forest of hair. And she stunk. Yeah. That's Marcy, Yeah, that's right? Marcy. Why do we think that she's the bravest? Because she goes outside smelling like that? Is that our theory? <laughs> I don't remember anything about Lara, but like I feel like the friendliest should go to the one person who tried to make friends with us in this town, right? What's his name? Right. Mickey? I don't remember. Garrett? It, whatever. Yeah, he's the- we don't our arms are shitty because we're bad. Mm. He have good arms, because man, yeah. let's go see big man arms. We need, we need big man arms to help with shitty bat project. You know that Martin lives somewhere in your neighborhood. Your sonar tells you that no one's home. Uh, You fly in through an open window and perch upside down on the curtain rod. Somehow you feel very comfortable with the floor over your head and the ceiling under your feet. You feel so relaxed that you start to doze off. You fall off the curtain rod and smash your head on the ground. The next thing you know, something is squeezing you hard. Oh, no. You open your eyes. A man with a brown beard has you in his fist and he's crushing you in his grip. Gross. Look what we have here, he says in excitement. Be careful, Dad, cries Martin, who I don't think sounded like that. (laughs) Don't worry, Martin's father says. I've got the bat trapped. It can't bite me. I'm not a bat. It's me. But they don't understand. Humans just don't understand. What are you going to do with it, Dad? Martin asks. There's only one solution. He says, blood demands blood, (laughs) shoving you in a paper bag. Oh, he's going to light your bag on fire and leave you at a doorstep. And then someone's going to stomp on you. (laughs) Jesus Christ. You're going to get bat blood all over you. (laughs) Solid prank, Martin. Horror club for life. (laughs) You flap your wings frantically, trying to escape the paper bag. It's no use. You're trapped. You hear the slam of a door, then the rumble of an engine. You're being renditioned to a black site in Guatemala, where you'll be tortured for all the information you're worth. About ten minutes later, the car screeches to a stop. You are picked up and carried across a winding footpath. Here we are, Martin's dad announces. Thank you so much, a strange deep voice replies. It's always wise to bring lost wild animals to the zoo. We can protect them here. This bat will be much happier with all the other bats in the bat house. Suddenly, the bag flies open wide and you are nudged out. You flap your wings, confused and disoriented. Then you hear a cage door click shut. 
and the flutter of hundreds of bat wings. You head for a corner terrified. A large bat zooms over and brushes up against you. You try to blend into the wall, but the bat moves closer and closer. Too bad. It looks as if this bat is batty over you. Oh. And you're fucked to death by a bat? Great. I, I, I don't think you'd be fucked to death. I think you'd just have sex. And then you wake up as a human the next morning naked in a bat cage, having just fucked a bat. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. That's not so bad, right? Yeah, like, that's a pretty quick, uh, like, reset. Because I'm pretty sure you wake up at, like, 8 a.m. or whatever, and the zookeeper's like, oh, well, that's not right. right. Someone take this kid out of this bat cage. There's a naked boy in here. I can't let anyone find out about this. This looks so bad for me. <laughs> not again. Not again. Should we wrap up this episode? Oh, man. Uh, that's going to do it for us with <laughs> our first experiment in the uh, Give Yourself Goosebumps uh, number three, Trapped in Batwing Hall. Would we call this a successful experiment, or did we learn to stick to what we know? Were we content within limits? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. It's a good, R.L. Stein writes a good fucking book, man. It's a good book. Apparently he lives in New York. Yeah, so do like a hundred million other people, right? Isn't yeah. The number? Right. So it's 80% yeah, of America, last I heard. This has been Booze Your Own Adventure. I'm Ian. I'm Chris. I'm Mark. And until next time, remember, choose responsibly. Always, Always. choose responsibly. Always do that. That's, That's good. a That's better good. one. Jocelyn, she has the brain of a golden retriever. I'd be like, oh my yeah, god, I'm so I sorry. I didn't Jocelyn. know. She has the brain of a golden retriever. <laughs> I, I didn't. I, I am so sorry. <laughs> How did that even happen?